So I remember a few years ago when I was getting baptised, um, as I was about to go down into the pool, one of the old women at the church stood up and she read out a Bible passage. And it was from Ephesians 3. Um, and it talked about the breadth and length and height and depth of God and of the fullness of God. Um, and so then I went down and I got baptised. And when I came out, three of my sisters were in tears. And I think it was partly because they saw the transformation of me coming from like a Sikh background and then becoming very atheist to the point where I was pretty much hostile to Christianity um, and then being baptised. Um, and in doing this, because it's got this connection, it's just made me think more about my own story. I remember about a year after that, I went to a church and I was at one of my lowest points and another old woman at the church came up to me and she prayed for me, things she seemingly couldn't have known. And then she said, I've got a Bible passage for you. And again, it was from Ephesians. And it talked about the riches of his glorious inheritance and God's immeasurable greatness. So when Ian asked me to do a biblical reflection and I looked at the lectionary reading and I saw it's Ephesians, I was like, okay, God, <laughs> you seem to be in this. Um, but what has made me reflect on is how someone who was so atheistic as I am, who went to university to try and be an uh, atheist philosopher, which, as you can tell, didn't go so well, um, how I could go from there to talking at a church. Um, so I think one of the things that kind of connects these three passages is the kind of unsearchable riches of God, his immeasurableness, um, and yeah, just how much variety and diversity there is in his gifts. Um, and I think this is actually one of the problems I had as an atheist, because when you read the Bible, it seems like a very quaint old book, or at least it did to me when I first approached it. And when you read it, it's one struggling nation in the desert of Israel. And then there's one man born in the Middle East, and apparently the creator of this entire cosmos, which the scientists are telling us is increasingly bigger than we could ever imagine. And then we go into the detail of human life and it seems more and more complicated. Apparently, all of that came through this one man. Um, scholars have a name for this. They call it the scandal of particularity. The fact that the greatness of God comes through one individual person. And I think it's not just me, but a lot of people have trouble with this. But when I went to university, I started studying, I did English and philosophy. And when I started studying philosophy, as an atheist, I thought it was like this big, like open vista of curiosity and you just learn more and more. But then what I actually found is that you actually just believe in less and less and the world gets quite small. So it's not just the angels you stop believing in, but I find as an atheist, and when you actually go into it philosophically, it's very hard to believe in free will, love, morality, human rights, Western culture, Eastern culture, pretty much everything. So it's way more like a descent into nihilism. And it gets to the point where even some of the things that some atheists are most proud of, like science, when you actually look into its roots, all of the first people who kind of started the scientific revolution were very explicitly motivated by God and with their relationship to God. Um, to the point where 
the professor of mathematics at Oxford University, John Lennox, he said, not only is Christianity and science compatible, he thinks that atheism and science are incompatible. And this just shocked me, and it was a big problem for me as an atheist, thinking I knew more and I had this richer outlook. And in studying literature, I came to see more and more that pretty much the whole of literature in the West is, has its roots in the Bible. And this kind of just made me realise that in order to understand literature, I needed to understand the Bible more. And then the more I looked into it, again, it was a similar story. That like All of the myths, all of the legends, all eventually just seemed to point towards one person. And I remember I was talking to someone in the church who, who saw this similar pattern, and he was saying... He was talking about, they call it the perennial philosophy, where there's these common themes throughout all of these different stories and cultures. And I remember saying to him, like, do you think it's possible that all of this could actually just point to one single individual? Is it possible that the whole truth of the universe turns out to be a person? And... I didn't fully believe this at first, but I, I kind of started to just live, in, live according to it, because I thought even if it might not be true literally, it could be true metaphorically. And I started walking, trying to walk like this, but then eventually I realised I just wasn't good enough and I couldn't do it. And I think that's really what you need to realise. Um, and then I remember just going for a walk one day and I just thought, what if I just believed it? And as soon as I did... It's just like the whole of reality seemed to change. And it's like, when I bowed my head and thought that, everything just seemed random. And when I looked up, everything suddenly seemed like a gift. And it's like the leaves of the green, of the green leaves just suddenly seemed greener. And all of a sudden, just reality seemed to shine for me newly, I guess. So I think a lot of the time, it's not necessarily in this life, at least, that God gives you more. Sometimes he does but often is that what you already have, he makes it shine newly when you see it through him. And then all of a sudden, a lot of what you already have, suddenly you can believe in it more fully. And I find that as I went to atheism, everything shined less. And as I went to Christianity, suddenly there was a reason to really believe in it. Um, and I guess this has partly been what the riches of God is that it talks of in Ephesians. Um, and yeah, I guess I would just encourage you, if you haven't really made that commitment to Christ, to just try it out and see what happens. And I guess my prayer for those who have accepted Christ would be to that God would search your heart and see whether in any subtle ways we've come to be more atheistic than we think and that a lot of what we talk about when we try to give people hope to actually think about whether it comes from the uniqueness of Christ and whether we actually do have confidence that all of the glories and richness of this universe do come through him. And to remind ourselves that even though we have riches in this life, ultimately it points to the riches we'll receive in the life to come. And yeah, amen. <laughs>